This is Off Script with Trish Glose. Intimate interviews with interesting people. In front of my microphone today is Hillary Kimling. Hi. Hi, Hillary Kimling. She's drinking her coffee this morning. It's it's a Monday. Hillary Kimling had a housewarming party yesterday, so. That's right. right. Hillary Kimling needs coffee this morning. You did. How was that housewarming party? <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a, our toast party. Yes. Yes. And, uh, got my friends to be as creative as possible, bringing all their favorite toast toppings. Oh, I like that. Toast yeah. for like bubbly well, or toast for toast? Both. To okay. Yes. Lots of bubbly, but toast for toast. Okay. Like avocado toast and Interesting. that sort. What was yes. the most creative toast topping? Um, the most creative mm -hmm. was one she did a delicata squash puree. That was delicious. It was Yum. squash and lemon and garlic. I know, surprising, but it was really good. And toast, like good old white bread or? All of them. All of I them. I mean, obviously our favorites are, you know, mm -hmm. Rise Up and Coquette. Mm. And oh, so Coquette. Far. Yes. Oh, the olive <laughs> bread. Yeah, that We saved that one for last. That is my yeah. favorite <laughs> bread they make. It's got all, like chunks of olives and... Uh, I didn't get to try it. I was oh. sad. We saved it for last, but then it okay. was devoured. The arm candy, though, can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. And yeah, their names of their bread, too, is really <laughs> good. Okay, so where are you from originally? Um, How originally? Well, like, how, did I was you born bounce? In, I was born in California. Okay. Uh, but we've lived here since I was three. Oh, okay. Um, so then when I bounced around as a young adult, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I was... Lived here, meaning Southern Oregon? Southern Oregon. Jacksonville. Okay. Jacksonville. Actually, I've, I've never lived outside of Jacksonville in Southern Oregon. You grew up in Jacksonville. I grew up in Jacksonville. Um, Chris Dennett was just, I just interviewed Chris Dennett. Yeah. He also sort of grew up in Jacksonville. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. We didn't go to school together, though. No. He's, Did you guys know each other? No. Oh, okay. No. He's a little bit older. Hey, Chris, <laughs> you're a little bit older than you're, me. You're older, Chris. <laughs> um, so you grew up in Jacksonville. That just, to me, that seems like... What an idyllic childhood. It, uh, you didn't realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you grew up in Southern Oregon and you hated it. It was... Sure. Like, you know, it, it's not as boring as it once was. Right, <laughs> right. 20, 30 years ago, it was, you know, you no were, man's land. You were bored here. to tears? Yes, exactly. Okay. But looking back, I now realize what a gift that was. Uh, it was yeah. awesome having that upbringing. What do you mean you bounced around as a young adult? So I started getting kind of stir-crazy. Um, when I was 16. I was going to say, were you like eight? No. Like, Mom, I'm out of here. Uh, it was it was close to that. But she finally, when I was 16, kicked me out. It's like, you have to go do something. You're going to just lose it. So I did an exchange program to Hong Kong. She kicked, she didn't kick you out. Yeah, I mean, I never lived back in my house again since then. No way. Well, that's not entirely true. Okay. <laughs> when I got divorced, I did move in with mom and dad because that's okay. what you're supposed to do. It, it really is. Yes. Get back on your feet. So you did an exchange program in Hong Kong. Yeah. For a year. Okay. I uh, liked it so much. Tried to push it a little bit longer, so stayed almost a year and a half. Uh, then came back, finished high school, and moved mm. to Seattle. Did you learn the language while you were over there? <laughs> I mean... That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16. I mean, I learned some words. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> yes. Just, well, you're a 16... Not the ones I can say on a podcast. You'll yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> you're a 16 American girl, so you're like this adorable... You don't need to know anything. No. Well, and I mean, the beauty of Hong Kong is it was a English or British colony, so oh, they that speak helps. English there. <laughs> well, I went the year of the handover, so it was... Um, Got it. British okay. territory until mm -hmm. that summer, and then I moved there a month later. Okay. Um, but everything was still in English. People, okay. I mean, it was, they have more Americans in Hong Kong than they do in Medford. Okay. Where did you, where did you go to high school? South. Okay. And so you came back and finished. Yeah. Graduated. Yep. Um, 
was that a was that something that was normal to do like an exchange at that time for a year or longer? I don't. There were not a lot of us from Metford that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually one or two kids a year. Okay. Uh, that actually would go on through that exchange mm-hmm. program. Um, the one that I did. I think Rotary exchanges are a little more common. Okay. And it would also seem like you know Spain, or. Italy. Australia. Australia, yeah. yeah like no. those would be I, like the I top. I applied for Australia. I didn't get it. <laughs> I got Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you graduate, and immediately after you graduate, you go to Seattle? Um, no, I moved down to L.A. My brother was living down there. He had just graduated from college. And okay. And so moved in with them for the summer. How old were you? 18, 17. Trouble. I, I was pretty good. But my... I'm not buying it. <laughs> I... It was more, again, back to the, you know, when I was 16, my mom and I were just like, nope, two, yeah. two queen bees, we can't live together. So oh, yeah, big this time. Was, this was the concession. I was like, all right, I'll move in with my brother for a bit. And then okay. finally, uh, at the end of that, went up to Seattle. Okay. For what? Just because? Uh, college. College. Oh, okay. Yes. All so four years? I'm, I'm actually a husky. Yay. You are a husky. I know. You guys I was there. Ooh. I was, it was gut-wrenching. But the Ducks they, thought it was a kicked, great game. They kicked and they made it, and then you're cheering, you're excited, and then it was a timeout. And they did it again, and you're all excited, and it was a timeout yeah. uh, again. Yeah. And then the third one, you're like, all right, well, he did it twice. He can do it a third time. Nope. Sure. The, yeah. It was well, the Ducks sad. thought it was a great yes. game. No, the Ducks were ecstatic. <laughs> it, was, it was a great game. I mean, yeah. it was the first. So I've gone uh, to the Eugene one for the last four years. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the first year that it was actually an equally matched team. That's good. That no, I mean, there have been years. Last year, it was, I mean, Ducks just bawling. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, ha ha. <laughs> it was excellent. I guess two years ago. Right. Four years ago, I went and we got, the Huskies got destroyed. And I was in the Duck Club and I did not come out to the stadium the entire time. I okay. just sat there and cried in your beer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I mean, I'm not a huge sports person, but I love, I love a good baseball game, football game, basketball game. They're just in person on TV. They're hard to watch. Yeah, they are. Going to the games is definitely a much better experience for sure, especially surrounded by all those people. Um, So you're in college in Seattle. What are you studying? A lot of things. Okay. (laughs) Were you going to be a professional student? This is. I I I was on a time limit. I was like four years. You know, I'm I'm, oh, my not, parents, on, I'm not on the seven year plan. Oh, my parents were like, we'll pay for four years, yep. then we're done. Yep. So and I'm like, okay, I'll finish in four years. I am one of six, and that oh, was ouch. essentially our family rule as well. That my parents were like, you get four years. Wow. We cannot manage to put six children on the seven year program through college. So. Okay, I didn't realize. I didn't ask that question. I usually yeah. ask if you grew up with siblings. You grew up with five other people. So I, so two full brothers, two or three step siblings. Okay. But we're 30 years in. So okay. I'd say when you're 30 years into a family, you pretty much consider them all family. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just easier to explain. <laughs> yes. Like you don't want to have to explain your family situation on a podcast, for instance. Oh, and be like, people would be confused. They wouldn't right? want to hear it. It's just like, <laughs> too many of us. It, there's six of us. Just deal yes. with it. Um, did you guys all live in the same house at one point? Uh, no, uh, just the age spread. That helps. Yeah, so we're between ages, I mean, at this point, 37 and 43. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was... Where are you in the lineup? Five. Oh, ouch. <laughs> well, I was the baby of my three. Okay. So I still got some baby years in there. Absolutely. I got to enjoy that. Absolutely. And That's then, what we have in common. Yes. Yeah. Babies, babies are the best. They are the best. 
Yes. We're spoiled rotten and we know it. And we're adorable and sweet. And, and hilarious. Yes. We're the funniest of the family. And the favorite. And the favorite, yeah. And best <laughs> looking. Like, and the best looking. I feel like we could go on with this one. <laughs> okay, so you're studying a lot in school. What does that mean? Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I bounced around a lot. So I I studied archaeology. I did aerospace engineering. I, I China studies sense. because obviously I've lived in China. So sure. that was a mm-hmm. natural segue to study. And then finally I went in the uh, fall of my senior year to mm-hmm. my counselor. Okay. And I was like, it's my last year. I have to graduate. And she went, well, Help then me. You're, you're a poli-sci major. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I had enough credits that I could actually f- complete okay. that degree by the end of okay. it. So essentially what happened is I finished out my college career and went, great, I'm a poli-sci major. I don't know what that means. Now I'm what? Politics, mm-hmm. law school, didn't want to do any of those. Yeah. Blah. Uh, which then led me to my further lifelong student goals. Okay. And cooking school. Cooking school. Because I realized that that was actually my interest. Cooking. Yeah. Well, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) Retired. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So you decided, was it right after you graduated, like, I really like cooking? Um, It was, I'd been kind of sitting on it for a bit coming up to graduation, knowing that, Mm -hmm. you know, graduation happens and that's, you know. Life starts then. Mm-hmm. So you get a job or you figure out what your next step is. And uh, I'd been that kid that was opening up fake restaurants since I was little. Oh, my God. So, that's adorable. Yeah. I, oh, we had Alex's. Um, oh, no, Max's. Sorry, it was Max's. And I was. it was a set menu, so you didn't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, other than we'd write fake things on the menu and cross them out and say they're 86. <laughs> uh, my Which sister. Which is super fun. Yes. <laughs> Always. 86 the potato skins. <laughs> so, well, my sister, younger sister, so mm-hmm. this is where it gets really complicated. She's okay, the other beautiful. Hillary. Okay. Oh. Uh-huh. You had two Hillarys? Two Hillarys. Um, so we call Laurel, who's the other sister, the other other Hillary. Uh, <laughs> she, she responds to anything. Uh, so the other Hillary was a little dramatic. She <laughs> liked... <laughs> People don't believe me. They're like, the other Hillary. And I'm like, yeah, the other Hillary. There really is another one. Uh, um, is she, she was, two L's or one? She's one L. So we no are, way! And we are four months apart. Okay, that's just too weird. What What my favorite is is when people ask us if we're twins. <laughs> like, I mean, we don't look like twins at all. But yes, most parents name their kids. They're twins. We're going to have two kids at the same time. Let's yes. both call them Hillary so we don't have to remember another name. Because it's they're at like five and six now, so why would they want to remember another name? Oh, people, come on. Get with it. So she was uh, an actress. She did all, like, drama mm-hmm. kid. And uh, for our fake restaurants, she would dress up as very diner-esque. I mean, stuffing the bra and everything. <laughs> like, like, can I get you dairy? Like, she, yes. yes. So it was, it seemed as a natural progression when right. I got older that I was like, I was doing this my whole life. Why didn't I realize this? You guys are really, you were honing your grown-up skills as young children. <laughs> yes. She was really, you know, trying to be this actress and get into character. <laughs> and you were like, what can I cook? And I was just forcing food on people. Always. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did you, did your family cook? I, uh, no. Which is, I think, why I ended up being mm-hmm. a cook was... I mean, my uh, yes, my mom cooked, but she wasn't mm-hmm. a cook. Like, was dinner was, like a thing, though? Like sitting around having family dinners was mm-hmm. definitely okay. Like, we we did sit at the table, and mm-hmm. um, cooking was usually a family 
activity that we would do together, especially mm-hmm. like stir fry night. We do a awesome big teppanyaki, mm. like pull the big griddle out, and beautiful baby carrot or baby corn. Where you uh-huh. sit there and eat it, Tom Hanks like style. Tom Hanks style, yeah. yeah. I don't, and it's it's sad. It's sad to me because I grew up. We always ate around the table, like always, like yeah. ev- almost every night, unless it was just. It was almost fun not to eat around the table because we did it all the time. Yeah. Sunday dinner was a big deal. And it makes me sad that there are families that didn't have that. And it's just because I, I feel like it does, it has an impact on you growing up. I, I think it's important for the kids, especially knowing that they get that connection with their parents. Mm-hmm. Like I try to with, so I have two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the part that's the hardest is the schedule. Oh, Tell me about it. Because some nights we don't get home until 7.30 from soccer or right. and you're baseball. Like, Screw the kitchen whatever. table. Yes. We're not eating. No. <laughs> and Here's your, here. Yep. Sandwich. Yeah. Or in and out on the way home. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say in and out. Five guys. Haven't gone there yet. Yeah. I've heard we have a reporter here who's in into he's, it. Who's checking it out for us. Oh, he's been a couple of times. How are the fries? Just need to know. How okay. So this is what I've heard. Um, I've never been to a Five Guys ever. So I've I heard, I've heard don't get the large fry. Just get the small fry because the small fry, what they do with the large fry, it's a small fry and then they just like dump a whole nother scoop of fries in your bag, which to me, I'm like, that sounds like heaven. But do, why, why would you not do that? They, I've just been told, don't do it. And the small huh. fries are enough to feed like a small village. Oh, okay. So, so it's like the kaleidoscope salads. It, yes. <laughs> you get the side salad. Don't get the entree salad. Dude, the salad. What's wrong with it? Nothing. This, it's just so giant yeah. that it doesn't fit on the plate. Uh, back porch barbecue. Yeah. Their salads are ginormous. I, They're great. I'm going to be honest. I don't go there for salads. Oh, okay. It's back porch barbecue. Right. I do get the as smoked a, chicken good, on the good, salad. As a good southern girl, you would think that you'd be like, oh, no, I'm going for the barbecue. I've had the salad there a few times. I've okay. also had their brisket okay. and their ribs and their pulled pork. I'm just saying the salad at back porch barbecue is gloriously huge. Okay, good to know. Also does not fit on the plate. <laughs> I mean, is it a tiny plate or it's like a normal plate? It's a big plate. Okay. And we are not endorsing. It. This is not a commercial for Kaleidoscope <laughs> or back porch barbecue. We're just talking about food, opinion-based <laughs> only. Other restaurants that we happen to go to. Exactly, yes. exactly. So you decide pretty shortly after college, this is what I want to do. So where was cook- – did you research cooking schools? Did you know which one you wanted to go to? Uh, so I had a – I was in a sorority okay, in college, and I had a sorority sister that also wanted to be a restaurateur chef. That was her job. Oh, okay. She did not do that. She went into mortgages. Uh, I'd, Makes sense. I'd, I, yeah, she did really well for herself. She's now living, she's 37, 38, and now living mm-hmm. pseudo-retired in, outside of Seattle. Like, You're like, I should have gone into I know. I'm like, Why, how did I choose this? <laughs> uh, so we were kind of the two of us, you know, mm-hmm. bouncing and dreaming of ideas and everything. I love it. And, uh, talking about different culinary schools and what they mm-hmm. all, what they provide, what, you know, the differences and everything are. And uh, that's how I kind of ended up finding out that there's, you know, there's the two main ones in the country. There's huge, vast networks mm-hmm. of like the Cordon Bleu schools, and um, but the two that are really dedicated to um, not just a culinary background but also a management background. Okay, which is kind of the difference between um, Culinary Institute of America, where I went, um, and Johnson and Wales, which is the other kind okay. of the two top culinary schools is that they really have a management focus. Uh, the other schools are really just about getting you basics on culinary skills, and mm-hmm. it's a great way to get your foot in the door. And go. Go yeah. be, go cook in the world. So, But obviously, I'm sitting there looking at the fact that I just finished a bachelor's degree going, hey, mom, I'm going to be a line cook. 
Uh, nothing. There, there's anything wrong with the line cook, but right. you know, I I love my boys dearly, but I feel like they wouldn't have gone, um, agreed to that decision. Okay. That it would have been a hard sell for the family. It's a little bit bigger. Yes. Okay. So little, you had to go a little bit outside the yes, box. Exactly. Okay. So I needed to be like, all right, so I'm going to cooking school, but this is like a cooking school that focuses on management side of things. Like, look at my plan. Yes, exactly. So okay. that's how I, I ended up there in okay. New York. So in New York. It's in New York. How was it? Cold. <laughs> how long were you there? How long were you in cooking so school? So it's two-year program okay. that I went to. And uh, I mean, and it was one of those cold winters where it's like negative 13. Mm-mm. People would go out and you know, they pour the glass of water and it freezes before Mm-mm. it hits the ground. Uh, if you went out outside after taking a shower, you could break your hair. Oh no! Yeah, uh-uh. that, that's why I'm like it was. It was a cold two years. I yeah. don't know if it's always that cold there, but it was when I was. Okay. Um, but I'll be honest. I I lived there and could not wait to get back to the West Coast. I was not an East Coast kid. No. It's well. How come? Wait, fa- why do you think? Fast paced, mm. uh, intense, um, a, a little uptight. And even if it's not uptight, the perception is uptight that. You know, when somebody's sitting there, like, aggressively in your face, that's just who they are. They're not actually yelling at you. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't think they're being aggressive. But my reception was that, I'm like, why are you always yelling at me? Help me. Yes. So it was a uh, quick jaunt over there. Okay. And then was then like, what? Then back as fast as I could. Okay. I like, so did you work out here at all? Uh, so when I moved back, I started catering. Okay. And then I've... Uh, bounced around at a couple different jobs. Um, we'll say my my most recent was working at the Willows bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I was helping Sandy with her events and um, they gave me a room there. So during, I, w- I was a live-in essentially. Okay. Uh, so do housekeeping and upkeep and Okay. Helping with guest services and breakfast and stuff like that. Okay. And then her cooking classes also. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. She's do, uh, she doesn't she's, do... She still does them, but okay. she's scaling down a little bit. I think she's... I, they, I mean, they're on the market. So right. So they've been trying to sell. Exactly. So I think that's... It's hard to schedule things like that out, outward. Right. When, Where did the German thing come into play? Um... Lot. I mean, there, there's like so many different directions on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, that I really wanted to do an Irish pub. I go. That's that's the very beginning here in Southern Oregon. Yes. Okay. Was like Irish, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that as I was thinking this, um, it's like the you know, FBI and Facebook. They, I was thinking it, and all of a sudden Facebook knew that I was thinking about this. Just so um, creepy. It, is exceptionally creepy. It's amazing though. Like mm-hmm. it's literally things that you could just be sitting there talking. I, I bet my phone's gonna pop up Irish pubs later. Probably. Um, but at that time, like literally, as I was in like business plan developments for mm-hmm. it, uh, we had three other Irish places open in town. Well, four four daughters had ju- like just opened right then. Great. Um, and then Shenanigans, which I did not realize wasn't an Irish pub. Wait, Shenanigans was an Irish pub? I think the name implies Irish pub. So I was like, I'll, I just heard the name. I hadn't been down there yet. Okay. And then <laughs> and what I'm else? Like, um, I feel like there was one in Ashland also where, uh, where Neil's place is, but it was an Irish oh, place okay. originally. That's just... But I didn't realize that they weren't like real authentic Irish pubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Four Daughters, it's, they, you know 
come and go on. You were wanting, I mean, I guess we'll explain what you wanted as far as an Irish pub. You wanted to be like legit. Oh, like. Like if someone from Ireland came over, where they would be at home. They, the, it's, uh, the minstrels, the Irish minstrels that come, like that's really what I missed. That was okay. one thing I loved about the East Coast. Um, was that you go into an Irish pub and mm-hmm. you've got the guy that's, you know, it's all the drinking songs and all the regulars. It's very Cheers-like, but Cheers without it just being Norm. Like, right. <laughs> with, with personality. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So then was that a flop? Were you just like, I can't open another Irish So I was Irish like, pub? well, I was just kind of looking. I was like, that's going to be, a, if you have a market that's saturated, it's like mm-hmm. Jack, Southern Oregon doesn't need another Mexican restaurant. Right. Like, there's things that we do have. Um, enough of. Plenty of. Plenty. Plenty, yes. yes. Um, and though we don't necessarily have plenty of Irish pubs, it's a niche. Mm-hmm. And so trying to get into a niche market is going to be tough. A hundred percent. Yeah. To be like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of these. It's like, we're gonna I have a new little Ireland. I have a new coffee stand. <laughs> it's drive through, <laughs> but it's not Dutch Bros, Human Bean, or Starbucks. Oh, there's Black Rock. Or Black Rock. So I'm but sure it's going to be more. something different. <laughs> And I'm really going to sell it. I mean, it's, you're right. There's just, there's certain things but here I'm, we have plenty I'm, of. But I'm going to have really good milk. Like, <laughs> yes. It's going to be the best milk. Great milk. <laughs> best milk ever. So we uh, um, kind of put the Irish thing on the back burner and then started re-brainstorming. We did a market survey. Mm-hmm. And uh, number one that the area wanted was a wine bar. That would have okay. actually been a really good market to get into For at sure. that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't want to do a wine bar because <laughs> this is going to be hilarious when I give the reason. I just didn't want to get that involved in alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is funny. Yeah. Like, and so I did a beer place instead. <laughs> <laughs> it makes total sense, actually. I, 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 no, it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, so the way things like unravel sometimes, you're just like, I don't know how that happened. But So the second spot was actually, it wasn't German necessarily. It was sausages. Mm-hmm. But there's no place in town that you can really get go for dinner and, mm-hmm. or lunch and get a good sausage. Okay. And I was like, sausage. Okay. Uh, like a tailor's type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but somehow that then evolved into the, we were doing this full renovation on Bigham Knoll mm-hmm. and getting, digging into a lot of the history of Jacksonville and discovered that there's so much Germanic background, um, that oh. we didn't even, like it's, and it's one of those understandably, like there was a very dark time in history that yes. people kind of stopped talking about their German heritage right. because it was. It's not pretty. Yeah, exactly. Not pretty. So you guys purchased Bigham Knoll? In 2007. As a family or just you? No, it's my, my parents. Okay. Um, I have, <laughs> I've worked since then to gain ownership of it, but there was, they were the, the primary capital behind it. Okay. And this was at one time was a school? Yes. Okay. And so you guys are looking into the history of it because there's so much history in Jacksonville alone. Uh, they, yeah. I mean, more than you can possibly digest, unless there's a few. I mean, right. you know, there's Larry Smith of the world that... Do you I know love Larry? Larry. I, I like, love you know Larry. Larry. Okay. Who he's made it his life though to you know to be Mr. Jacksonville to know all the ins and outs and the nuances and love all the Larry. history. Yeah. He's going to be on the podcast. Yes, he should be. He he, he knows was my everything. fifth grade teacher. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh, I love Larry. Did you still call him Mr. Smith? Uh, it took a long time for me not to. I there's still teachers I see to, mm-hmm. to this day, and Larry was one of those that. Mm-hmm. Probably about five years ago was when I finally started nice. saying, Larry, 
And even then, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so weird seeing, especially as a kid, when you saw your teachers outside of the classroom, yeah. not in their natural habitat. And like, they live outside of school? They're like, Ew. I don't understand. Mom, she's wearing shorts. <laughs> Ew. It was, like, so bizarre. It's like she wasn't in her normal attire. No, we, uh, at, at a preschool once, one of the kids asked, preschool teacher, I worked at a preschool, so I went Okay. Um, like, they were, they did not understand that she didn't sleep there. Uh, like she was like, well, I'm gonna go home, and they're like, what do you mean, go you home? Ha- home? This is this, this is, is where you live. <laughs> yes. No, they d- had no comprehension that like you see somebody outside, and they might right. have a life outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Um, okay. So you're going. So that you realize there's all this Germanic history mm-hmm. just within Jacksonville, or w- within Jacksonville. I mean, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not taking on the. We'll, we'll, we'll call Larry. Of, yes, of we'll Southern call. Oregon history. Um, and so that we decided that that was really a kind of fun tie-in mm-hmm. is, all right, well, if we're doing sausages, sausages are a natural segue into German. Mm-hmm. And we'll do something that kind of focuses on that German side of the heritage that was mm-hmm. this. I mean, Peter Britt was a German Swiss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we say Germanic, people think Germany. And we're like, yeah, but Germany didn't really exist until the mid-1800s. Like, it was a whole bunch of different states until the, until look, the unifi- reunification, or I know I'm. Look at you! Hands. Look at you, history history buff. Because I have to lecture people on this a lot. Like, why is Oktoberfest in September? Oh, good like, point. Okay. I don't write the rules. I'm German. We follow them. <laughs> That's it. Follow yes. following the rules of Oktoberfest. <laughs> so, and then I mean, was it shortly after that it became Schoolhouse Brewhouse? So we did a three year renovation on that building. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that time, we were working on getting. The entire well, we had to do a seismic retrofit, so oh. the whole building came down essentially. Wow! And is now steel reinforced, so wow. there's a whole steel infrastructure on it. Um, it had to be brought up to, you know, public usage code, which yep. is kind of sad mm-hmm. that it was considered safe for kids, but it was in no way safe for kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> because <laughs> it's a code change, and so when you have a code change, all of a sudden you have to actually make everything safe. Yeah. We're like. But we had children in the school with, like, these beams that had 13-inch swags in them supporting the upper floor. It was, it oh, was frightening. That's, that like, is frightening. I'm glad that Cascade is in their fancy, beautiful new building. Yes. Like, that's amazing for them. Yes. Like, yay. Okay. Yay, Cascade. <laughs> yes. So a, a three-year renovation, and then, I mean, what so are you doing during, during this time? During that time, I was actually working at the Jacksonville Mercantile, which mm-hmm. is no longer there. Right. They're the something in a culinarium. It's in Ashland. Ashland, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and while I'm doing that, I was also essentially the I, lead project manager. I don't know what, okay. what to call me okay. in that. But I didn't have a title. Um, but essentially, I was the day-to-day check-in with construction, with the foreman, with mm-hmm. dec- designer. So um, there was, because my mom was still, so she was very, very much involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much every single light fixture in that building was picked out by her. Uh, but she was also still surprised. traveling for work a lot. Okay. And so somebody had to be on the project the whole time. You were the girl boss. Yes. Okay. I like that. Exactly. And then I did a uh, stint in Germany mm-hmm. to actually learn how to cook German food. Because I'd never done German before. Okay. Was it like a cooking school in Germany? No. It was a rest. So <laughs> I haven't told you this story before. No. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. The world's most embarrassing story. Yes. Um, okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> So yay! We decided Hillary's going to tell an embarrassing story. (laughs) So we uh, were settled on German food, and we're like, Mm -hmm. "All right, but now we have to figure out what that means." And so did an exploratory trip to Germany. And where do you start when you start in Germany? 
we start in Munich. Okay. Because that's where, like, that's the fun part of Germany. Like, okay. Berlin, that's not really the fun part. You don't. Although it's actually amazing now that I, I say that, but right. Berlin has done this huge, massive um, urban renewal, and it's a phenomenal city. But Noted. Didn't know that when we were going over to go on our culinary adventure. Mm-hmm. So we started in Munich and just started train hopping and going, okay, this city, now this city. And we just mm-hmm. kept going around, trying different things. Eating. Yes, pretty much. Oh, I know that, that sounds, sounds horrible. amazing. So bad. It was <sighs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> like, poor me. Yeah, I feel bad for so you. So we ended up in this um, town, Garmisch-Partenkirchen, which is in the very south of Germany. Mm-hmm. It was Thanksgiving, and so we asked our hotel, hey, it's an American holiday. It's really special. Can you send us someplace really nice, like a really great place to mm-hmm. go to? And they're like, oh, this place. you got to go. Zumwitschitz. I uh, know. Because tight? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that on the air, Hillary. <laughs> Bless you. Okay. Uh, it means the deer poacher. Oh. It's a game, game meets restaurant. And uh, award-winning Bavarian cuisine mm. um, chef Dieter's amazingly talented and we go and we have this one of those life-changing meals where you're just like oh my god it is fantastic Mm -hmm. and at the end of you know three hours of dining and however much alcohol came with that my mom gets up and she's like I'll be right back and walks into the kitchen and demands to see the chef (gasps) tells him how amazing his meal is and we're here from America and can my daughter come work for you oh my gosh (laughs) and I'm just back there like oh god mom please don't she's she's not afraid of anything is she (laughs) no oh hell no oops sorry oh no you can yeah you can say you can say hell it's a podcast I say last time we had to do one of our (laughs) things we We had had to bleep out a lot we had to edit out a lot (laughs) um so he said, well, not right now. We're going into busy season, but, you know, come back in the spring. And so I went back in March and studied with him for two months. Hmm. And, yeah, and, I mean, he was, he, so it's, it's called stage. Okay. Um, and he taught me everything. Went through all wow. of his recipes, let me work on their line, showed me all of his inventory, his ordering. Like, we, he. Internship. Done, yeah. Wow. But, like, intensive study internship, which is actually, I guess, really common. Um, okay. in, in Europe and in some of the higher end restaurants around the U.S., something that seems totally foreign to us. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I didn't realize that this was, he was like, oh yeah, no, that's fine. Like, it's a normal habit for them or practice. I see. Um, I didn't realize that. Right. I was mortified that my mom would of be course, so presumptuous. Of course, <laughs> It's also, it goes back to something that I always, you never know unless you ask. Yeah. You know, you never know. It, this is the worst thing he could have said was, no. No crazy lady get no out of crazy, my restaurant. No crazy American lady <laughs> out. But yeah, you have you have no idea if it's even going to happen unless yeah. you ask. So is that where you learned? Is that where you kind of pulled German you from? Learning? German you? German me? German you. That's that's when I decided I was German? Yes, you're German now. <laughs> Wait, we, did you get hey, inspiration? Kimling, my last name is very German. I was just going to say. Yes. Did you pull inspiration from that internship, I guess, for the menu at school. Oh, 100%. Okay. I mean, and he even knows that. So actually, Larry Smith, speaking of, <laughs> uh, went there a couple of years ago. Um, so was going to Germany and we're like, hey, you go to, you're going to Garmisch, Partenkirk, and you should mm-hmm. go to the restaurant, go to Dieter, say hi. I take him a menu. So Larry went and took him our menu and some pictures and brought him all because we, you know, tried to stay in touch via email for a sure. while, but that's, that's awesome. unrealistic. Right. Like I'm already... Probably just sitting here, I'm 100 emails behind. So, <laughs> Oh, same here. I think I checked my phone. I was like 150. Yeah. Ugh. Makes me nauseous a little bit. Just start filtering that. Um, delete, delete, delete. Um, so you come back and when does Schoolhouse Brewhouse open? 
at this point, it was it was Frau Kemling's schoolhouse. Frau, Frau Kemling's schoolhouse, brew house, I which mean, is a big deal. That's what that it's so such a long name. <laughs> yeah, it's like the longest name of a restaurant is German. It's supposed to be. <laughs> it's not German unless it has eighteen syllables. Yes, exactly. There's two vowels in there, I think. <laughs> Maybe three. Um, so we opened September first. 2009, 2010, 2010. Mm -hmm. Was it important to you to incorporate a lot of the history? Because when you go, it's very, you know, there's historic pictures on the wall. And so the, I mean, the whole building, if you you come and actually see the entire building and get a tour through the, have I ever given you a tour? Yes, we did a ghost hunt. Oh, that was a dark. But we we should, we actually should talk about the ghost hunt, but go ahead. We've got another one coming up. Yes. um, Well, tour, ghost tour. Okay. Um. So all of those historical pictures really are, are focused around the, the heyday of that building mm-hmm. and the school in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, the books, so we, we, we turned into auction junkies, mm. uh, it turns out. So when we were building, it was the same time that the school districts, like they had gutted and were remodeling like Oak Grove, um, Lone Pine, North Medford, like they just gutted everything. Okay. And... So we would, my mom and I would go to auctions, and we'd be picking up these gorgeous, those old wood teacher's table desks. Beautiful. For, you know, 50 bucks. Oh, that's amazing. And, I mean, it was, so that's how we got a lot of the, the historical pieces that mm-hmm. are there. And then donations, like crazy. People bring us stuff all the time. Like because, historical things. because yeah, they, they approach us almost as a museum. Um, you know, you guys really are. Where we try to keep it on display. We mm-hmm. try not to, you know, people... Occasionally, will somebody will be really heartfelt about like we had this one that was a um, like a letter spelling. Sheet. Okay, uh huh. And he was like, "Oh my God, this looks exactly like what my grandma had. It was the same weird lettering. It's the German Gothic lettering mm-hmm. and stuff on it. So something like that. We were like, "All right, you know, we have a couple extra ones. You can keep oh, that's it, nice. take it to your grandma. But on for the most part, we try to keep people's stuff on display just so." Awesome. Because I know that's important to them. A lot of people have, you know, emotion, emotional connections, mm-hmm. too. You know, well, and we did, because uh, you and I were talking about the building itself and just the fact that it is so historical. And I, my husband is a ghost junkie. Like, he just, he loves anything that's haunted and the stories behind it. Mm-hmm. And so he asked, is this place haunted? And you said? I said, I never believed in ghosts until I worked here. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was never, I'm like, no. I mean, I'm a relatively religious person, and mm-hmm. I was like, nope, I that ghost, no, you go to heaven. Yeah. Or you go to hell. But either way, you don't go here. Yeah, you don't, you don't go to the schoolhouse brew house. I'll say we had uh, most recent one. We were standing, the three of us were standing on the end of the bar, and we're just talking. Um, three, It was three employees. Okay. And we're just chatting about some things that needed to be done, and, the, you know, one of the bartenders is right there, and she's doing dishes in front of the dishwasher. And literally, Stein just and this isn't even late at night it was seven o'clock six o'clock seven Mm -hmm. like it was still light out right the stein just slides off the shelf and hits her in the back of the leg Mm. and the three of us are all just sitting there like did that really just happen yeah i mean but things like that where we i'm sure there was some earthquake and we didn't realize it and you know this one single stein flew off the shelf at her but See, I have to put something out there for the cynics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. well, well, but I mean, there's other, and there's a ton of, you don't have to, you know, go into it, but there's, 
you have a ton of other stories about well, I know, things that I have happened. I can't say them all because I have to do them on my ghost tour. Exactly. It's Are you the, guys doing that? Is that uh, a thing? So we did one last year. Okay. And we're like, oh, well, hi, you know, five, ten people. We had about 40 show up. Uh, so by popular demand, we're doing one again on okay. the 25th. So we always do it right around Halloween. Perfect. Yeah. Can you drink beer on this ghost uh, tour? Of course you can. Okay. It is encouraged. Encouraged to drink yes. beer. Yes. Well, uh, second beer in, people are like going to believe all of these ghost stories. Well, see, and... Kate and I need to, need to have a couple beers beforehand so okay. that we can actually tell the stories better. Right. <laughs> I feel like if we go into it stone cold sober, then you get me who's telling you, well, but it really could have just been this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll ruin it for everybody. Right. So in this, in this world where, I mean, re- opening a restaurant and keeping a restaurant it's hard work. It's a I, lot of work. Okay. It's, it's nonstop. I mean, it's, you, you get breaks and I'll say I'm exceptionally, you know, people complain about their phones all the time. Like, oh, I've got this, you know, leash. And I'm like, I am so grateful mm-hmm. to have my phone because it allows me to actually leave and I can still get work done if mm-hmm. I'm not there. So. Right. Uh, but I was, I, you know, the point I was making is that Schoolhouse is very, it's been very successful. Yeah. I mean, we're going on year eight, just yeah. passed. I actually didn't even realize. I felt really bad. It's awesome. Like it was, we always try to do something on mm-hmm. our anniversary. And this year it was two weeks later. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was our anniversary. We were just so busy that none of us even yeah. had a moment to recognize right. that we had just hit eight years. Um, I'm going to wrap up in a second and get to the final three. But talk to me about Oktoberfest. When did you guys, have you always done Oktoberfest? Or did, was it something? Uh, we did Oktoberfest before we had a restaurant. Did um, you? So pretty much the year we decided that we're doing a German restaurant, mm-hmm. we started doing an Oktoberfest. That's the way to do it. So even though we're only on eight years of the restaurant, this was 11 years of Oktoberfest. And is it fairly, you know, I've never been to Oktoberfest in Germany. Is it? I haven't either. Oh, okay. I know. I want to, but I can't. Right. Because I'd have to you not haven't... do Oktoberfest here. <laughs> right. Is it, was it important to you to make it fairly authentic? And I try to. I don't want it to be, I mean, we, we do have some of the tchotchke, like we have the dresses and mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be Disneyland it's not we're not mocking a culture right that, you know we are just we're trying to actually embrace it and mm-hmm. showcase some of the best parts of you know Bavarian culture right and uh, our Oktoberfest I've, I've been told is I mean we try to keep it a community festival of course and that's what people tell me they're like this is actually very it's not like the Oktoberfest in Munich, but it's like mm-hmm. the Oktoberfest celebrations around Germany, mm-hmm. where you'll go to another town, and that's what the, they have a small community festival that everybody gets behind. I like it and enjoys. Whereas, you know, the Oktoberfest, the Oktoberfest is thousands of people, and I mean, it's a giant carnival at this exactly. point. Exactly. So. Right. Still sounds like a blast. I'd yeah. love to go. <laughs> I'm in. Um, my dad's side of the family is Polish and German, <laughs> and so he grew up with a lot of German food. Yeah. And when he came out to visit, I took him to Schoolhouse, obviously, and he was just, I mean, Yay. high heaven. Like, he just loved it. That's I, some of my, I mean, it's its tough to please all the Germans, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Of course. That's, you that, can't please everybody. But, well, especially Germans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that will have some, come, this is not how my mother made it. And we're like, like okay. Your mom, it, would you like her to show me how to make it? But then we've had ones where we'll have women, like, old ladies and they're crying because they haven't had like it's just like their grandmother's apple strudel and they haven't had it i know and those Mm. are the ones that break my heart and i'm like whatever you want i'll do it just tell me yeah it's like that scene in ratatouille i'm assuming you've seen ratatouille i have okay where he eats the ratatouille my kids to watch it and it makes me so mad i know i'm like you guys have to watch this and you know i will say it's kind of an adult cartoon movie because it's the storyline is a little bit yeah 
I love it's one the of my movie. favorite I like, movies. That's why I like it so much. Yeah, but when he's eating the ratatouille and he just is immediately taken back to an eight-year-old yeah. boy, and that's I mean, and that it really is one of the most mm-hmm. uh, rewarding parts of my job is when you have those people that you know they're like. That's, I mean, in the service industry, that's really why we're in the mm-hmm. service industry is for those experiences. Right. And I love the line where he says, why do they call it ratatouille? It sounds like <laughs> rat, rat and patootie. <laughs> See, you would think little boys would love that line. Right. <laughs> Your kids need to get with it. I know. I'm... What is their favorite Disney movie? Do they have one? Um, Star Wars. Okay. And Star Wars. All of the Star Wars. Star oh, Wars. and the Clone Wars. And I've we have watched... A marathon where we started with episode one, so the first of the bad ones. Right. Um, <laughs> and we marathoned through those, through the Clone War cartoons, through all of the the good mm-hmm. original three, mm-hmm. and then all of the pseudo. Okay. Next, like, I have lots of Star Wars. I will forgive them then for okay. not liking Ratatouille. For, uh, it's not violent enough. Exactly. The <laughs> like, does the rat die? Yeah. Then I'm out. <laughs> That sounds lame. Does he kill the critic? <laughs> like, anything. Ooh, ooh, that would be a good plot twist. All right. We with could do this. Poison. We could do this all day. I've had I've had you on West Coast Flavors before, and literally we could wrap up the shoot within an hour. But you and I, this is what we do. We don't stop talking. No, and it's obnoxious, <laughs> and no one else thinks we're funny, but you and me, because well, we're the babies. It's <laughs> true. We're the, we're the funniest. Okay, final three. Best advice you've ever been given. I was so you sent that to me, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, and I was like, personal or professional? Both. I was like, because professional is actually really easy for me to think of, and. Um, it doesn't seem like a, a big piece of advice, but it's something that has really stuck with me. Okay. Was the story that uh, one of my culinary chefs was telling me. And he was like, worked at a restaurant once, and, you know, the table wanted chocolate milk. And the server said, sorry, we don't have chocolate milk. And he was like, do we have milk? Yes. Do we have chocolate? Yes. Well, then we have chocolate milk. So why wouldn't you just take two extra seconds of a little effort to make somebody's day? Mm. And I was, I mean, that's something that I'm like, why? It's, it's something I always try to relate to my staff as well, that that little bit of effort makes a huge difference to people. Huge. So it's, like that, that was, yeah, it's chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. If you can make chocolate milk. So. Okay. Um, do you have some best personal advice? Best personal advice. I mean, do you want to give me some? I could use it. <laughs> yeah. Always make your bed in the morning. Yep. I was just, my mom always, I mean, I am a. I didn't make bed. my bed this morning. I usually do, but as. See, no one makes slow. the bed like I make the bed. So, like, Chuck will try to make the bed, and I'm like, he does remake hospital it. corners? No, I just, I have to remake it because it's just a thing, like yeah. making your bed. You, you, then you can, like, finish your day. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a good start. So there's your personal advice. Make your, Make bed. your bed. You're failing already <laughs> miserably. Um, if you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, what would bring you back? What would you miss the most? I mean, also was contemplating on that because I mm-hmm. have left and I have come back. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a hard place to to leave, really. It's um, gorgeous here and mm-hmm. the people are nice. And we really do have this very special, unique pocket in mm-hmm. the world. Uh, where we kind of have it all, and I mean, other than our now our new two months of smoke, but you know, right. outside of that, mm-hmm. we kind of have it all, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a German restaurant <laughs> exactly, with beer and bratwurst, <laughs> um, and Oktoberfest in uh-huh. September. Uh, 
but on, I mean, it's family is always the reason that mm -hmm. I, this is where my family lives. And so this is where I'd want to raise my children. Do they all still live here for the most part? Uh, there are three, so two older brothers okay. and their families and my parents. Okay. Um, then the rest are Seattle, Portland, and Arizona. Okay. Where's the other Hillary? Arizona. Nice. She's in Tucson. Shout out to the other Hillary. Enjoying the sunshine. Bless her heart. There's got to be some impact. I'm going to have to send this to her. Yeah. She's going to be so excited. Right. Like people really didn't call you the other Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Hillary A, Hillary B. Ah, bless her heart. Um, and then final meal. If you were ever given a final meal and a final drink, what would that look like? Well, the like? drink's easy. It's Manhattan. Okay. It's like Done. Love my Manhattans. What do you love about a Manhattan? Uh, really, really well-made Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um that it's it just kind of hits all of the senses mm -hmm. so it's, it's a boozy drink it is but, but you know <laughs> oh i can handle it got it okay <laughs> um but no i mean it's if uh, perfect manhattan i should say dry okay. on the dry side of perfect manhattan but it's got a little bit of sweetness that mm -hmm. um full mouthfeel like i just mm -hmm. a tiny bit of acid in it like, so classy I, I do love everything about manhattan okay Okay, meal. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. I like. I really couldn't decide on that one. I was like, oh. I mean, honestly, it's generic as it sounds. Bagel and lox. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's my like my one like secret indulgence in okay. life. I don't do it that often, but I do love it. And it would have to be like the best bagel. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. The it's, best lox. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And and anything else? Capers or anything on top of oh, it? Oh no, the whole the whole yeah the, the whole, whole shebang. shebang. Nice. Wow, did we just do that? Oh, man. It's almost like we finish each other's. <laughs> I know. We, we finish each Sandwiches. other's sentences. <laughs> yes! I can't believe you just focused. <laughs> Frozen. Sandwiches. Okay. I t I'm telling you, we could do this all day. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We're also on Google Play. Check out the video portion of this podcast on ktbl.com. Just click on Features, then Offscript. Hillary Kemling, once again, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Trish. And you know I still have the Bad Center Toast video. Bad Center Toast. <laughs> bad Center Toast. <laughs> Thanks for being here.